630 Chad presents the Elks this week. A close-up look at the Elks and the Canadian Football League. Every week, we take you inside the game from the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Here's Morley Scott. And a good Saturday morning to you. It's Dave Campbell in for Morley Scott on the Elks this week here on 630 Chet. It's semifinal weekend in the Canadian Football League. It should be a couple dandy matchups. First in the East semifinal, Montreal Alouettes at home to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. There isn't a team hotter in the CFL than the Tiger Cats winning four of their last five games. And out west, Nathan Rourke and the BC Lions against the Calgary Stampeders. And Rourke played a little bit last week in, uh, in Winnipeg. Played over a quarter didn't really use that uh, surgically repaired foot all that much to uh, you know as far as mobility is concerned uh, looks like uh, this time around he may uh, he may in fact may use that weapon a little bit more looked uh, more comfortable in practice according to reports but you know the Calgary Stampeders no team sacked the quarterback more than the Calgary Stampeders in 2022 and they're going to want to test uh, that that mobility of Nathan Rourke there's no question about it so it's either a, a sink or swim I think if you're the Calgary Stampeders of course the Elks, unfortunately, they're not in the postseason. Doesn't mean they didn't have some uh, pretty good performances from individual players. Uh, and a couple of those were honored this week in the Canadian Football League. Cornelius will turn, pulls the ball away, but running back, looks downfield, going deep with the arc, and oh my goodness! What a catch by Kenny Lawler! He was like Superman, stretching out to take that one out of the air. This time he'll block, but not good enough. There's a sack. Goes down. Welcome back, Jake Serezda. He does the barrel roll, and the Elks force a two and out. Congratulations to Elks receiver Kenny Lawler, defensive tackle Jake Serezda, the two. Elks on the Western Division All-Star team. Lawler, 894 receiving yards, five touchdowns, and averaged 74.5 yards per game. Lawler limited to 12 games because of an ankle injury and ultimately a collarbone injury suffered on October 1st against the Alouettes at home, which uh, ended up uh, being the last game he would play this season for the Elks. Serezna, he had early season shoulder injury that uh, knocked him out for six games. Then he came off the six-game injury list and just went off. He had 10 quarterback sacks in 12 games. That's the most out of an interior defensive lineman in the Canadian Football League. Sadly for Tristan Decoud and a number of other All-Stars that thought they were All-Stars ended up not being All-Stars. The CFL had a miscalculation error, tabulation error, and uh, it sounds like they just weighted too much of the uh, fan vote in the uh, voting by the uh, Football Reporters of Canada and the nine head coaches in, in the CFL. So so they recounted, which they should have done, and uh, they did. And uh, unfortunately for Tristan Decoud and a number of others, they are not an all-star. So uh, not a good look for the CFL, even though they did uh, do the right thing and, and recount and, and correct the error. So coming up later on the show, we'll hear a conversation I had with Trey Ford, the Elks' eighth overall draft pick from this year's draft out of Waterloo, won his very first start of his CFL career back on July 1st, Canada Day, against the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and then unfortunately got hurt on the first series at home on July 7th against the Calgary Stampeders. Didn't see him for two months, and then he started the game, uh, the final game of the season, on October 21st against the BC Lions. Get his thoughts on the season. And uh, coming up right away here, we talk about All-Stars with Kenny Lawler and Jake Ceresna. Well, I think this guy is a future CFL Western Division All-Star. 
Ball's going up the middle to Brown. Oh, man, he gets around the corner to the 30. He gets to the 35, the 40, the 45. Still on his feet. What a huge run again by Kevin Brown. I love this kid. And I know you love that kid as well. Out of Incarnate Word in San Antonio, the Elks have had their eye on Kevin Brown for a while. And he came in, finished 11th in the CFL in rushing yards, 486, ranked 5th on the team in receptions, and also had a scintillating 92.3% catch rate in seven games. The Elks nominee for the most outstanding rookie in 2022. Last week, he signed an extension, uh, two years, and he spoke with Morley Scott. With Edmonton Elks running back Kevin Brown, who burst onto the scene this year with the Edmonton Elks, and for that was named the Elks Rookie of the Year nominee yesterday. Uh, Kevin, first off, uh, tell me about your thoughts on that, getting the nomination for Rookie of the Year. Um, I'm honored, uh, first and uh, foremost. And um, I didn't think I was going to get it, but, uh, you know, things happen. And then uh, uh, I'm just I'm just honored. Tell me about your season. Uh, you, Like I said, you really burst onto the scene with this team. Uh, you came in right around Labor Day and started to play and, and put the numbers up right away. How did the season go for you? Um, the season went well for me. Um, there's still some more things that I, I need to work on. But, um, you know, I just came in there with a chip on my shoulder just to prove myself. And um, I still got a lot more to prove. Why did you have a chip on your shoulder? And coming in as a new guy, I felt like I needed to – prove myself that I'm worthy of being able to play at a high level in uh, in the CF- CFL. You had a great finish to the year. The first half of the season, though, how was that for you? You were at home waiting for the phone to ring. Was that a difficult period for you? Um, It was. It really was. Um, You know, sitting there waiting, thinking I was going to get a shot, uh, haven't heard anything for, like, months or weeks. And at one point, I almost decided to you know hang up my cleats for good you know and just to look for a job but then i got that call and then that that changed everything tell me about the contract uh how happy are you to get that done early in the off season and and so you know you know you got your uh, you got your off season and, and you know where you're going to be next year yeah that's a that's a great thing you know knowing that i i have a home to come come back to so i don't have to worry about that while you know i'm back home training so that can ease that uh put some ease to mind and uh, it just feels great i'm excited to be back and uh see what we can do you've been to a lot of camps nfl and stuff and and looking for a place to play you finally got one you got a two-year contract extension now is it nice to kind of set down roots and and not only make a commitment to a team but get a commitment from a team for you as well yeah most definitely um and and to uh build a name for myself you know to to make a uh a stamp on what i can do and possibly put my city on the map the numbers you put up were 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 so good this year i think you're on pace if you played 18 games and started all 18 about 1200 yards which is a terrific season you kind of made it look easy at times this year what what was the key to your success in your mind um, the key, I'll say, I'll give it up to the O-line first, uh, you know what I mean? Because without them, I wouldn't be able to do what I what I do so well. So, you know, give it up to them for, you know, getting that push, getting me to the second, third level. And then for me, it's not, it's not letting anybody tackle me one-on-one or by uh, first contact, you know. Um, try to stay on my feet, uh, beat them with speed, my acceleration, you know, uh, and just be uh, relentless on not going down. After what you did this year, how excited are you for next year? 
I'm very excited knowing what I knowing what I can do, and just building on that, and hopefully uh, exceeding that standard that I had done set for myself. Uh, it's going to be great. What's up uh, for the off season now? Where are you going to spend it? I'm going to spend it here at home, uh, training. You know, getting better, working on my craft. And will you train differently this year now that you know you got a place to go at training camp and you know what next year looks like and you had some experience in the Canadian Football League and, and you kind of know what's expected of you? Do you change how you train a bit? Yeah, just a bit. I'm going to focus more on, you know, things that I need to work on for sure uh, going forward. But I'm also going to, you know, keep keep it to the basics. You know what I mean? What are some of those things you want to improve on? Uh, fast twitch muscles, work on acceleration speed, uh, working on uh, balance, contact drills, you know, stuff like that. Well, it's pretty impressive when you hear a, a, a talent like Kevin Brown who came on the scene and was just like gangbusters in the Canadian Football League uh, says he wants to get better and has things to work on. That is a pretty exciting prospect and scary hopefully for the opposition as well as the Elks uh, looking to uh, build a uh, a solid core going into the 2023 season of course Dylan Mitchell recently signed as well uh, the Elks receiver uh, just just phenomenal in seven games uh, with uh, third finished third in on the team in receiving yards in just seven games had six receptions of 30 yards or more so he and Kevin Brown proving to be a nice duo uh of course one a receiver one a running back but still it's uh, nice to have on your roster for sure my name is dave campbell and for morley scott this saturday morning on the elks this week here on the voice of the elks 6 30 chad uh, when we come back we'll catch you up in some signings including uh, a signing of a very significant canadian linebacker of the elks uh, going forward for uh, the next couple of seasons and then you'll hear my conversation with trey ford elks eighth overall draft pick and won his first cfl start on canada day in hamilton this is the elks this week on elks radio 6 30 chad more football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Welcome back. Hope you're enjoying your Saturday morning. Appreciate you spending some time with us here on the Elks this week here on 630 Chad. Well, the Elks made some signings this week. The most significant, Adam Konar, Canadian linebacker, 29 years old, signs a two-year contract extension. It'll take him through to the end of the 2024 season. He played all 18 games. That's probably the, the, the most significant stat for Adam Konar, who is has been a very good linebacker in this league, started many games, especially in his first stint as a member of the Green and Gold. He was drafted in the third round in 2015, but uh, hasn't been able to stay healthy. Well, he did this year, and uh, he finished second on the team in defensive tackles with 52, also with uh, pass knockdowns with four and all, had 69 defensive plays. That was good for third on the Elks. Also signing Cole Nelson, the uh, former fifth overall pick in the 2021 draft. Draft, and uh, he played only one game last year and played nine the previous year in 21. He uh, is a defensive lineman. That's how he was drafted, or that's the position he was drafted um, by the Elks. But he uh, was flipped to the offensive line in training camp and spent a lot of time with the O-line. As Chris Jones uh, likes the uh, the athleticism from a big man, so he can play both ways. So he, uh, of course, Jones covets that. So Cole Nelson uh, comes back, the former U of A uh, product. And uh, also another Another player out of the uh, 
program of Incarnate Word in San Antonio. Kevin Brown signed earlier this year. I mentioned in the, in the first segment how good Kevin Brown was. Well, hopefully, uh, Trevor Bigu will be uh, good as well. As uh, he played in 2021 for Incarnate Word, 46 catches, 620 yards, and three touchdowns in 13 games. He also went to McNeese State University from 2017 to uh, 2020. And uh, the Elks also signing Scooby Carter. I love the name already. Played for Mississippi Gulf Coast, the defensive back, in uh, 2020-2021. Recorded 13 total tackles and six pass breakups in five games. Well, Trey Ford provided some, uh, some thrills in his limited action. He won his first start in Hamilton, if you remember. Ford with it. He'll throw complete. Handler up Edmonton. Touchdown Elks. Ford's going to take off himself. He'll get the first down to the 35, to the 30, to the 25 before he goes down. Flags coming out all over the place. Ford takes the snap, looks, throws. He's going to the back of the end zone looking for Dylan Mitchell. He's got it. Handler up Edmonton. Touchdown Elks. Yeah, those last couple of highlights from Trey Ford uh, from the final game of the season a couple weeks ago against the BC Lions on October 21st. Uh, Beautiful run and a beautiful fade throw uh, to Dylan Mitchell for an early touchdown. But uh, Ford, you know, it was an interesting year. And sandwiched in between that start in Hamilton, the win, and the loss against the BC Lions was uh, that July 7th game when he uh, hurt his shoulder on the first possession, uh, offensive possession for the Elks. I had a chance to speak to uh, Ford uh, after garbage bag day just to reflect on the season. This day, not fun. But uh, I mean, describe describe just the feeling of looking around the locker room, you know, giving hugs to guys and handshakes, and you know, you never know who's going to be back in 23, and that's always weird. Yeah, yeah, you, you never know, but I mean, at the same time, uh, you obviously create relationships and friendships here. And I know it was, you know, 20 weeks, which isn't super long, realistically, in, like, the grand scheme of things. But uh, there's definitely guys that I bonded with. Uh, I'm hoping they're back next year. I'm hoping a lot of the guys get a chance again next year. And I'm hoping to see them again when they get back. So You know, in training camp, uh, when it started, there was a lot of optimism. Um, you were one of the, the young guys that, that were coming in with a, with a group of veterans. Um, and I know you're coming from a youth sports program. You were the eighth overall pick, the highest ever draft picker from a quarterback in CFL draft history. Um, describe what it was like coming in, uh, you know, the early part of camp and just kind of learning the pro game with a bunch of other guys that were learning the pro game along yeah. with you. Yeah, it's actually a, it's kind of a crazy feeling because obviously uh, there's like schools like Alabama, LSU, all these really yeah. big name schools. And I, I'm from Waterloo, right? Small school. Uh, where is that? And yeah, so you get here, and then you look around the locker room, and everyone's like, oh, I'm from Alabama, or I'm from here, I'm from here. And it's just like you're in the same locker room as all these guys that were at these big-name schools, and you guys are getting ready to go out there and compete on the field together. And it kind of puts, thing puts things in perspective for me because – you know, those are always people you would look up to. Mm-hmm. Watching them on TV and everything, especially coming from like, Canadian football, you'd really, like, idolize those guys. And being in the same position, them is kind of cool. Do you have any idea how many quarterbacks were here at one point? I think I lost count. I, I think it was eight <laughs> yeah. or nine or something like that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, those days were those, were, those were long days, too. And, I mean, those training camp days, everybody's out there gassed. And as a quarterback, you're like, 
Not bad. I only got like eight reps today <laughs> on the whole day, and the receivers are all gassed and everything. So, um, you know, speak about how the club had confidence in you as a quarterback, because you know the talk around you. Well, Trey Ford's a good athlete and he can run, but we don't know if he could be a quarterback. And the club said, "No, we went to the pro day in Buffalo. We saw you throw, and they they like what you can do. Obviously, with your athleticism. What does that mean to you that they identified you as a quarterback and they want to develop you as a pro quarterback?" Yeah, I mean, it means a lot to me because obviously I've been working towards it my whole life, and uh, I'm just extremely great grateful that Chris Jones is giving me the opportunity to do this. So, so let's go back to Canada Day. Describe when you got the, you know, the tap on the shoulder from the coaching staff saying, "Trey, you're going to start that day." I mean, what a moment! You're halfway between your college and halfway between home. Yeah, and you handled the moment pretty well. But tell me from the moment of you knew you were going to start. From the gate, from the week of prep to the game, what, what was that like? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, I, I was definitely nervous, obviously, for getting that first CFL mm-hmm. start, but um, I think it did make it a little bit easier. It was going back to Hamilton, and I, mean, I had a ton of friends and family there, which uh, you know they were all in the stands, which made me feel better, even though I couldn't find him out there. <laughs> but uh, it definitely made me feel more comfortable that they were there, and. Uh, yeah, I just uh, I just approached it like any other week, and uh, I thought I went out there and did pretty well. And sadly, you got hurt the next week. And I think, you know, you, you, you learned at that position, in your position, you're going to get hurt. But sadly, you got hurt. So yeah. what was that like to just to deal with? And just now you're a professional quarterback who's injured, and that's never fun. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough to adjust to injuries in general because, I mean, you know, I missed nine weeks, I think it was, and I don't know if I've ever missed a football game before that, mm-hmm. right? So it's uh, it's definitely hard to learn how to, you know, recover from an injury and still be productive while you're hurt. Um, but, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of learning, you know, stepping up to the next level. Uh, being in a backup quarterback role, like that's something I've never really done before, mm-hmm. right? And then getting hurt on top of that. So there's a lot of things that I've had to adjust to throughout the you know my rookie year but um i'm excited to see where next year goes you gotta take a benefit out of it yeah you gotta gotta find the 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 way out of it yeah what was the way out of it for you uh honestly it was just preparing myself especially when i got hurt it was preparing myself for when i did get another shot Mm -hmm. which was yesterday um i feel like i definitely could have prepared a little bit better because i feel like i could have done more in the field yesterday Mm -hmm. um missed a couple throws uh communication was okay could have been better but uh, there's definitely a lot that I feel like I could have done to help us win that game yesterday did something click in that fourth quarter because you were slinging yeah the fourth quarter uh, we kind of got into a hurry up offense Mm -hmm. so it was more of our uh, basic and simpler stuff uh, which I feel like was probably better for me Um, you know that's the stuff we've been doing since day one when we got here in training camp so uh, I've had a lot of reps at those kind of plays versus you know install when you try to game plan uh it changes week to week mm-hmm. and you don't get as many reps and we had the short week so it's definitely a lot harder you know to be on perfect timing and get a great feel with your offense when you do do it week to week like that but i mean that's the professional game you have to be able to adjust to teams defenses all right off-season plans um and when do you start getting ready for 2023 training and getting in the book yeah. and things like that uh well the train the train is going to start right away but honestly this is going to be uh 
pretty crazy uh, off season. So I mean, I have a baby coming in December. Oh, congrats! So and I'm gonna be in so many different spots. I'm gonna be in Sudbury for a little bit, and then I'm gonna be in Niagara Falls and back in Sudbury, and then probably do some traveling in like January, February to uh, go train. So a very interesting year for Trey Ford, uh, who was basically a sponge this year and uh, had to spend a lot of time on the sidelines because of the injury won his first start and lost his uh, final start of the season only his third in the cfl career and uh, but a lot of things to look forward to for trey ford and uh, congratulations on the on the baby as well so a lot of fun stuff coming up for Trey Ford and this football team in 2023. And the quarterback position will be something to be looked at as well with Ford and Taylor Cornelius. And don't forget about Kyle Oxley in the mix as well. So it's semifinal weekend. Enjoy the games. Of course, the uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats visiting the Montreal Alouettes for the right to play the Toronto Argos in the East final a week from tomorrow. And the Calgary Stampeders visiting Nathan Rourke and the BC Lions for the right to play the Bombers the following week in the West final. Have a great Saturday, everyone. Morley is back next week. Week.